0: section sixty one part three chapter three of the four horsemen of the apocalypse by vicente blasco ibanez translated by charlotte brewster jordan this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter three war don marcelo was climbing up a mountain covered with woods the forest presented a tragic desolation a silent tempest had installed itself therein placing everything in violent unnatural positions not a single tree still preserved its upright form and abundant foliage as in the days of peace the groups of pines recalled the columns of ruined temples some were still standing erect but without their crowns like shafts that might have lost their capitals others were pierced like the mouthpiece of a flute or like pillars struck by a thunderbolt some had splintery threads hanging around their cuts like used toothpicks a sinister force of destruction had been raging among these beeches spruce and oaks great tangles of their cut boughs were cluttering the ground as though a band of gigantic woodcutters had just passed by the trunks had been severed a little distance from the ground with a clean and glistening stroke as though with a single blow of the axe around the disinterred roots were quantities of stones mixed with sod stones that had been sleeping in the recesses of the earth and had been brought to the surface by explosions at intervals gleaming among the trees or blocking the roadway with an importunity which required some zigzagging was a series of pools all alike of regular geometrical circles to desnoyers they seemed like sunken basins for the use of invisible titans who had been hewing the forest their great depth extended to their very edges a swimmer might dive into these lagoons without ever touching bottom their water was greenish still water rain-water with a scum of vegetation perforated by the respiratory bubbles of the little organisms coming to life in its vitals bordering the hilly pathway through the pines were many mounds with crosses of wood tombs of french soldiers topped with little tricolored flags upon these moss-covered graves were the old kepis of the gunners the ferocious wood-chopper in destroying this woods had also blindly demolished many of the ants swarming around the trunks don marcelo was wearing leggings a broad hat and on his shoulders a fine poncho arranged like a shawl garments which recalled his far-distant life on the ranch behind him came Lacour, trying to preserve his senatorial dignity in spite of his gasps and puffs of fatigue he also was wearing high boots and a soft hat but he had kept to his solemn frock-coat in order not to abandon entirely his parliamentary uniform before them marched two captains as guides they were on a mountain occupied by the french artillery and were climbing to the top where were hidden cannons and cannons forming a line some miles in length the german artillery had caused the woodland ruin around the visitors in their return of the french fire the circular pools were the hollows dug by the german shells in the limy non-porous soil which preserved all the runnels of rain the visiting party had left their automobile at the foot of the mountain one of the officers a former artilleryman explained this precaution to them it was necessary to climb this roadway very cautiously they were within reach of the enemy and an automobile might attract the attention of their gunners a little fatiguing this climb he continued courage senator lacour we are almost there they began to meet artillerymen many of them were not in uniform but wearing the military kepis they looked like workmen from a metal factory foundrymen with jackets and pantaloons of corduroy their arms were bare and some had put on wooden shoes in order to get over the mud with greater security they were former iron laborers mobilized into the artillery reserves their sergeants had been factory overseers and many of them officials engineers and proprietors of big workshops suddenly the excursionists stumbled upon the iron inmates of the woods when these spoke the earth trembled the air shuddered and the native inhabitants of the forest the crows rabbits butterflies and ants fled in terrified flight trying to hide themselves from the fearful convulsion which seemed to be bringing the world to an end just at present the bellowing monsters were silent so that they came upon them unexpectedly something was sticking up out of the greenery like a gray beam at other times this apparition would emerge from a conglomeration of dry trunks around this obstacle was cleared ground occupied by men who lived slept and worked about this huge manufactory on wheels the senator who had written verse in his youth and composed oratorical poetry when dedicating various monuments in his district saw in these solitary men on the mountain side blackened by the sun and smoke with naked breasts and bare arms a species of priests dedicated to the service of a fatal divinity that was receiving from their hands offerings of enormous explosive capsules hurling them forth in thunderclaps hidden under the branches in order to escape the observation of the enemy's birdmen the french cannon were scattered among the hills and hollows of the highland range in this herd of steel there were enormous pieces with wheels reinforced by metal plates somewhat like the farming engines which desnoyers had used on his ranch for ploughing like smaller beasts more agile and playful in their incessant yelping the groups of seventy-five were mingled with the terrific monsters the two captains had received from the general of their division orders to show senator lacour minutely the workings of the artillery and lacour was accepting their observations with corresponding gravity while his eyes roved from side to side in the hope of recognizing his son the interesting thing for him was to see rene but recollecting the official pretext of his journey he followed submissively from cannon to cannon listening patiently to all explanations the operators next showed him the servants of these pieces great oval cylinders extracted from subterranean storehouses called shelters these storage places were deep burrows oblique wells reinforced with sacks of stone and wood they served as a refuge to those off duty and kept the munitions away from the enemy's shell an artilleryman exhibited two pouches of white cloth joined together and very full they looked like a double sausage and were the charge for one of the large cannons the open packet showed some rose-colored leaves and the senator greatly admired this dainty paste which looked like an article for the dressing-table instead of one of the most terrible explosives of modern warfare i am sure said lacour that if i found one of these delicate packets on the street i should have thought that it had been dropped from some lady's vanity bag or by some careless clerk from a perfumery shop anything but an explosive and with this trifle that looks as if it were made for the lips it is possible to blow up an edifice section sixty one